Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. Okay, uh, want to get into the word I have for you today, you can turn to Isaiah chapter 43, Yeshayahu, Isaiah chapter 43 is where we're going to start. And I've been talking here at Beth Hillel about a new season that we are in at Beth Hillel. I'm excited about this new season that we are in here. A lot of really new things have been happening. It feels new, right? Susan, Susan's been here for many years, and it feels new. There's something new uh, if you will, chadash. Be'evrit means new. And it feels like something new has been going on. Okay, I'm excited about it. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18 says this. I'll let you uh, swipe down on your smartphone or turn the page. Do not remember former things, nor consider things of the past. This is God. Uh, Here I am doing a new thing, a new thing. Now it is springing up. Do you not know about it? I will surely make a way in the desert rivers in the wasteland. Amen. One of the great things about God, friends, is that his waters are not stale. His waters are not stagnant. No, my friends, they are fresh and new. They are flowing in even the wasteland, the river is going. Do you feel the, the freshness, the newness of the water, of the flow of the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit? Amen? God says he is doing a new thing, a new thing that God is doing. I want for us to, to keep that in mind as we look at something that perhaps you've not seen uh, completely before. So keep in mind Isaiah 43, but you can turn to Numbers chapter 28. Because you know what I want to say to you, beloved, today? Chodesh uh, Tov. Chodesh Tov. Okay, no, that's a new one. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Lior knows Chodesh uh, Tov. I bet she celebrated it before, haven't you? Yeah, I thought so. Uh, it, what, am I t- what is a Chodesh Tov? Well, today actually is Rosh Chodesh. Okay, Rosh Chodesh. The start of a new month. The start of a new month. And we, interestingly enough, we read about God's ordinances to celebrate Rosh Chodesh. It's something that's not talked about much <laughs> Certainly, it's never spoken about in the general believing world, although it's right there in the Bible. But uh, it's not even talked about that much, even within traditional Judaism. Although it is part of, uh, of what we're told to do is to observe and celebrate Rosh Chodesh with certain way. Uh, let's see, Numbers chapter 28, verse 11. On the first of the month, you are to present 
to Adonai a burnt offering of two young bulls, one ram, and seven flawless male lambs a year old. And then it goes on. There's like four or five verses right there that all talk about the special sacrifices that are supposed to be made the first day of every month, Rosh Chodesh. The first day of every month. It's interesting because uh, just a few verses before, it talks about Shabbat. And there's only like, what, two or three verses that talk about Shabbat. And then there's like five or six verses. Uh, there's more that talk about Rosh Chodesh, at least in this section, than even than about Shabbat, about certain sacrifices that need to be made. Now, we know, uh, not diminishing, Shabbat is the highest of all holidays, no question. But the point is, Rosh Chodesh is something of significant. There's something significant about it, although we don't have a great deal of insight into the Scripture as to exactly why. We have to seek to discern and understand from the scriptures a little bit about what God might be telling us when he tells us to celebrate Rosh Chodesh, the first of every month. It's very interesting. So the next verses after that articulate the the special offerings and sacrifices that God asked to be made each Rosh Chodesh, the first day. That's every month, every month. So once once a, 12 times a year, uh, at the very least, you're going to have Rosh Chodesh. And, and these first day of every month, God required back in the time of, of the tabernacle and the temple, special sacrifices, special offerings to be made. Offerings that were made the first of every month. This is in addition to all the regular offerings. It's a, it's a, it's a fairly significant, you can read, it's a long list of different offerings God is asking for on the first of every month. God is doing something, saying something on Rosh Chodesh. There are special things to be done. But the only clear, crystal clear direction, I'll talk about one thing that's clear in just a minute, but the other thing that that, that is clear uh, that God expects for us on Rosh Chodesh, the first of the month, are all these offerings, all are these sacrifices, if you will, that were made at the temple. And of course, the temple no longer exists. So how is that kind of translated? It's translated in different ways uh, into today. In, in modern Judaism, especially uh, within Orthodox Judaism, what they do- have done is on every Rosh Chodesh, there are special prayers that are prayed on Rosh Chodesh, uh, attempting to kind of, if you will, mimic, just like uh, many of the prayers in Judaism are uh, symbolic or emblem, emblematic of the sacrifices and try to parallel the sacrifices that were in the temple, right? And so instead of the sacrifices, they'll do tefillah, they'll do prayer. Now we know that prayer does not take the place of the sacrifice, but that's a whole nother message, you know, uh, because blood was required. But still, the point is, is that there was eff- there's effort made. It's interesting, Mark read a little bit earlier, and when Mark read the Torah portion, what did Mark say? Mark said, well, we actually have a double po- Torah portion today. It's this, and it's that. There are two different Torah portions today, right? When you did your preparation, you had to take a look and see what you want to do, because there were two different Torah portions today. Why? Rosh Chodesh. It's Rosh Chodesh here today, and it is a Shabbat, and so we have more even scriptures that we are to read on Rosh Chodesh. Now, I want to take a a few minutes and dig a little bit into Rosh Chodesh, because uh, because although, the, you know, it's not 
uh, it happens to fall on a Shabbat this this month, but typically it doesn't fall on a Shabbat. It just uh, it just happened to this month. Okay, and so Rosh Chodesh doesn't have a lot of rules with it, and it's not like uh, it's not like it's a fast, or it's not like it's uh, you can't work on Rosh Chodesh. It doesn't say any of that at all. It doesn't give us really any hardly any special instructions as to what to do other than to offer these sacrifices, which obviously we, the temple doesn't exist, et cetera, we can't do today. Uh, and so we have to kind of dig a little bit in, in terms of understanding what is the meaning that God is trying to convey to us by even talking about Rosh Chodesh. And it's interesting because it's it's different uh, and it's there's something different about it even than, than the way we look at the first of of every month in modern society, April 1st, May 1st, you know, June 1st, July 1st. Okay, the way we look at the first day of each month, it doesn't hold the significance that Rosh Chodesh does. In what way? Well, let's dig into this a little bit. Okay, first let's talk about it. Rosh, uh, Rosh Chodesh. Okay, the Hebrew word Rosh means literally head. Head or, or beginning, if you will. So, so if you will, uh, to say it very bluntly, this is my rosh. <laughs> okay, this is my rosh. Rosh is head. It's a, it's a, you know it's interesting. There are not near as many words in Hebrew as there are in English, and so a number of words in Hebrew have I kind of have multiple meanings or implications. Okay, and so rosh. Rosh means head, as in like literally my cabeza here, right? <laughs> okay, but, but for example, a Rosh Yeshiva is somebody who is the head of a school, Rosh Yeshiva, right? Uh, you've also heard of this for Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, right? That means head, Rosh, head of Hashanah, the year, head of the year, okay? So it's the beginning or it's the head, meaning that it can mean literally a physical head, or it can mean the beginning, right? The head, the beginning of it, right? So, so Rosh, Rosh Chodesh is the head or the first of something, okay? Chodesh, Chodesh. What does Chodesh mean? Chodesh means month, okay? Month. So Rosh Chodesh literally means the head of the Month. Why am I getting into this Hebrew? It's going to make more sense. Why? Because me, meaning the first of the month, right? The beginning of the month, Rosh Chodesh, right? Uh, but it's even deeper than this, and there's even more to it. And within this, we can begin to obtain a little bit about perhaps one of the main meanings that God is meaning to teach us when he talks about Rosh, Rosh Chodesh in the scripture. Why else is it in there if it doesn't have any usefulness for us? If, if we just read it and it's, and it's uh, of no use, then why is it even? No, no. God intended to put it in the scripture. There are reasons. Amen? As you know, the Hebrew calendar is primarily a lunar calendar. That's right. It's primarily a, lo a lunar calendar, or, or more accurately, a lunisolar uh, calendar. Uh, but it's primarily lunar in its day-to-day -day kind of operation. So Rosh Chodesh is specifically tied to the appearance of a new moon. That's when Rosh Chodesh is, is when you have the new moon. And, uh, and yes, the word Chodesh in Hebrew means month, 
But importantly and interestingly, Dr. Susan is going to love this message and just all the, the connection of it here. The root word of chodesh, which means month, the root of it is chadash, right? Chadash, which means new, which makes some interesting sense, but there's a, a number of interesting connections. The word chadash means new, and you may think, well, I really don't know Hebrew, Rabbi. Well, you probably know that word. Why? Because we will periodically refer to the Brit Chadashah, Brit Chadashah, right? Chadashah, Chadashah, right? Chadash is part of Chadashah, right? It means the Brit Chadashah literally means covenant, Brit, like the Brit Milat, a covenant, Brit Chadashah means new, so the covenant new is what Chadashah is, the new covenant, okay? And so Chadash means new, and again, that is the word, the root that Chodesh comes from, the Hebrew word for month. Uh, in fact, it's interesting because sometimes the Bible uh, in the, the Tanakh, when it describes the new moon observance, right, of Rosh Chodesh, when it describes this observance, sometimes it doesn't even include the word Rosh, head or beginning. Sometimes it simply says, and it's very clearly talking about Rosh Chodesh, the new moon, but sometimes it just simply says Chodesh. Why? Meaning month. Why? Because Chodesh in and of itself implies new. Right, you're with me on that. Okay, I, some of you are following me, tracking with me really good. Very interesting. So Rosh Chodesh, in many ways, indicates the beginning of something new. This is what's really implied if you're looking at the Hebrew here. The beginning of something new. Numbers chapter 10. Numbers chapter 10. Now, now there's a lesson that is in this little Hebrew journey that we've made. Uh, and you can follow along with me because effectively, each month, God is telling us and reminding us that he is bringing in something new. Okay, you're with me, right? Now you can kind of, you're starting to pick put the puzzle pieces together towards the Isaiah scripture I read to start, right? God is doing a new thing. Do you feel it? God is into new. There's something in here that God is into new or renewed, and it is worth celebrating when God does something new. Okay, Numbers chapter 10, verse 10, one of the things that God says is, at your days of rejoicing, Feasts and new moons. What is the new moon? That's Rosh Chodesh. The new moon is the first day of every month. That's what the new moon is. Okay, at your days of rejoicing, feasts and new moons, you are to blow on the trumpets over your burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. They will then be a reminder for you before Adonai, your God. I am Adonai, your God. Mm. Wow, it's interesting. God associates specifically Rosh Chodesh and Rosh Chodeshim uh, with these other things that are just absolute rejoicing, is the, the festivals and the, uh, and, and the times of rejoicing, the days of rejoicing, and new moons, Rosh Chodesh. 
right? He says, in fact, you are to blow the trumpet. And, and Psalm 81 also says very specifically, you don't need to turn to it, but you can write it down if you want. Psalm 81 specifically says, blow the shofar on the new moon. That's one of the other things that God says regarding the new moon. Blow the shofar on the new moon. So what is this? There is rejoicing associated with Rosh Chodesh, with the new moons. This is something that God is sending a message here. There's, it's a celebration of sorts, and it comes a dozen times a year. This is, this is not just once a year. Remember, remember last month, uh, we talked about the month of Nisan being the month of deliverance, right? And, and, and that was an amazing month. And wow, I, I know a number of you really resonated with that. And it happened to correspond with where we were at right then. It had recently started. Okay, the month of deliverance. Uh, that, was, that, was, that was also on Rosh Chodesh, or right near it, of Nisan. Well, the celebration really is monthly. Why? Because God has something new for us frequently, not just rarely. So here's the great thing about this celebration. So many of, and this is part of, I think, part of the implied meaning that the Lord would have us take away from all of this. So many of us in life go about our business day by day, yom yom, and, uh, and, and it can get a little bit monotonous, and it can get a little bit Groundhog Day, okay, uh, where, where it's just like the same thing over and over again, and you get up, you, you, the alarm goes off, you hit the snooze button, <laughs> or whatever it is, right? You, you go, you eat breakfast, you take a shower, you brush your teeth, you go to work, you come home from, you, you go to your lunch, you go to the, with the same guys or gals, whatever, and then you, then you come home, you do this, you got to take the trash out this day. Of the week. Okay, right, it, it, there's a lot of routine that's in life, and I'm not saying that's necessarily bad, it's not. At the same time, there's something Every once in a while, sometimes God brings in new things for us, right? New things into our lives. And it might be, for instance, a baby. You get a baby in your life. <laughs> so much for the routine, right? <laughs> the routine has changed. If you're like, well, I... I really, one of the things that I value is getting nine and a half hours sleep a night, and I really need my sleep. And so I go to bed at nine o'clock, and I do not wake up. At you have a baby. You know what? Chadash. Something new. <laughs> okay. You're going to have a new routine soon, brother or sister. And that's a good thing. That's part of the point. Why? Because a baby is a good thing. Might be a new job that you have come into your life. That changes things. That's new, right? That, that changes the routine. And that's worth celebrating. It might be a marriage. You get married. Wow. These are all great new things that God brings into our lives that, that we should celebrate. But also, friends, maybe it's even a smaller something new. A smaller something new. Something very small even. How about like a new recipe? Eh, not exactly world-changing, but something that is 
chadash, something that's new, something that will bring something new into your life. And you try the new recipe, and you don't know exactly how it's going to turn out, right? And, uh, and sometimes it turns out great, sometimes, eh, not so good. Okay, and you learn, and you, and they say, oh, next time I'm going to try it this way. I know every time I, I do new recipes personally, uh, it's always interesting to cook. Sometimes I'll, 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 uh, I'll turn the heat all the way up when I boil the water for the hot dog. Sometimes I just put it on kind of a simmer and let it slowly boil. It's, it's a different recipe, you understand. And uh, <laughs> okay, I admittedly, I, I'm, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a chef. I'm not a good cook. Uh, I admit that. But you understand something new, a new recipe that, that, that comes in, or maybe even like a new essential oil. I'm just curious here. Uh, by show of hands, how many of you are into essential oils? Anybody? Okay, about maybe 25%, 20%. Okay, yeah, essential oils. The wife, man, we've got like stacks of these essential oils, right? It's like, what are all these essential oils for? And she's like, yeah, and she tries to explain, I don't understand, but that's okay. It, the place smells good. That's all I know. You know, it's, it's like, it's, it's nice. Uh, but in any case, but she's excited. Oh, I got a new oil. I got a new oil. Okay, well, that's, that's great. That's great. Okay. Uh, but it's, it's exciting. And, and it should be so. Or maybe it's a new outfit. You know, you get a new outfit. There are, there are lots of little things in our lives that are new that are part of the spice of life. And when, when there's something new that comes in here, uh, this insight from Scripture is that, uh, is that we should celebrate it. We should celebrate it. Also, something new that may come into your life might be something uh, a little bit even more profound uh, and, and, and something of a spiritual sense that might come into your life that's new. Something like maybe you have a new insight from Scripture. So maybe you've read Scripture and you've You've read it a million times and you see something chadash. You see something new in it and you go, wow, that is so amazing. I've never thought about that before. I've never seen that before. That is something worth celebrating. It is chadash. It is new to you. And there is a celebration. Remember on Rosh, uh, I know I've got chadash in my head, Rosh Chodesh on, on the, uh, the, the new moon celebration is blowing a shofar. I mean, this is a celebration, y'all. When you see something new, it is something worth savoring, if you will. Maybe it's establishing a new godly habit. And that's something that's new. You start doing something regularly that you know you should be doing. And once you start really doing this, it's something new and it's enriching into your life. Or maybe it's a new prayer that was answered. And it was like, oh, Baruch Hashem, this prayer was answered. And that is something that, that has come into your life. Each month, friends, we are reminded to celebrate new things. And beyond this, we should regularly in our lives be seeking good new things in our lives. We should be in a regular state of renewal and not just once a year. You see, uh, the, we're, we're being really taught something through this, something that we really don't get in, in our Western mindset that is in the Hebraic mindset uh, and in the biblical mindset 
the message that God is sending to us, that there should be a regular, frequent, comparatively, celebration of new things. Why? Because all of us all too often can, can, be, can get dry in our lives by same old, same old, if you will. Psalm chapter 113, please. Psalm 113. It's interesting because going along with this whole theme, if you, if you look at Jewish history, one of the other traditions that have been instituted as part of Rosh Chodesh is to recite the half Hallel. Okay, we should love the Hallel. Of course, the Hallel are, are part of the uh, Psalms. Um, that are praising of God, being a congregation named Beth Hallel, that should be important to us. Well, uh, the half Hallel is typically recited on Rosh Chodesh, part of which comes to us from Psalm 113, where we read this, starting in verse 1. What does uh, the psalmist say here? He says, Hallelujah! Praise, O servants of Adonai. Praise the name of Adonai. Since the tone. Since the tone. Blessed be the name of Adonai from now and forever. From the rising of the sun to its going down, the name of Adonai is to be praised. Wow. You see that how interesting, how very apropos that is for Rosh Kodesh. From the rising of the sun to its going down, the Lord's name is to be praised. See, our celebration should be constant, constant, and not just a few times a year. Not just a few times a year. It's interesting. You know, and I assume that you all know this, this only makes sense here in in America, the biggest revenue time for most retailers, is the month of exactly December. Everybody just kind of knows that intuitively. That's the, for, for most, not all, but certainly the vast majority of most retailers in America, the largest revenue month of all is December. Of course, why? Because you got the holidays, right? The holidays are in December. Everybody's buying gifts. Everybody's buying things there. And so December is the biggest revenue month for retailers. No question about it. The biggest revenue month for gyms is January. (laughs) You all laugh because you know. You totally understand. I hardly even have to explain it, right? All those New Year resolutions, right? <laughs> of course, you know? And so you got the workout places, right? They, man, they're like, they can't wait for December to be just about over. Why? Because January's coming, baby. <laughs> January. All the other retailers are like, January, ugh. But man, all the workout places and the gyms, they're like, January, all right, let's go. It's time to clean up, right? Why? Because everybody's like, Okay, they get on the scale after the, all the turkey and, and everything for Thanksgiving and Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever. And, and then they get on the scale, you know, December 28th, 29th, and they look and they go, oh, no. And they're getting ready to go back to work, uh, you know, and, and, and they, they put on their, their clothes that they put on back, you know, before the vacation started. And they're like, <laughs> They got to suck it in just to get in. 
And they're like, oh man, I got to do something. Then everybody says, well, what's your New Year's resolution? And they're like, oh, I know what mine's going to be. I got to get to the gym, right? Okay. And so the gyms load up all in January. Listen, all the, but friends, of course, we know that by March, most have faded away. (laughs) Some of you are laughing a little too hard that I know that you resemble this. Some of you, I can tell some of you watching online probably too, you, you have your gym membership that you got in January, but you haven't been lately, right? Okay. Hey, listen, that's okay. There's forgiveness in the Lord. That's okay. <laughs> by, by, by March or certainly by this time of the year, the gyms aren't near as full as they were in January. Okay. Everybody knows this. Friends, see, we should be in a constant state of renewal, Not just once a year with a New Year's resolution. No, no, there's a message. You know, when it's once a year, that is incredibly infrequent. I mean, if you take out your your childhood years and and then you look through your teen years and once you're in your kind of your work life, I mean, what's what's the work life? 40 years? I mean, you got 40 shots uh, until you're a senior and such. I mean, making New Year's resolutions, 40? I mean, that's it? No, no, no. The God is telling us something by celebrating Rosh Chodeshim so often, okay, is that, is that we have many opportunities for something new. It shouldn't just be once a year. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, please. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Especially if you are in the Lord, and yes, listen, losing weight is a, is a, uh, is a great thing to do, of course, to get your body in shape. N- no question. But even more important is what is the state of your heart? What is the state of your soul? Uh, and, and what is the state of your character? And, and, and what are your values? And where are your priorities? These are all things that are of eternal significance, much more so than the, than the, the, the eight pounds you'll lose before you gain 10. <laughs> Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 17 says this, therefore, if anyone is in Messiah, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Brothers and sisters, Yeshua changes you. He changes you. If you you have Yeshua in your heart, friends, what will happen is in time. And it's not necessarily overnight. Some things may be overnight. But oftentimes, it is a transition. Things will begin to change in your life. Beloved, are you in a constant state of renewal or have you become spiritually old and grumpy? (laughs) Oh, yes, my friends. Don't become spiritually old and grumpy. Okay, where you're just kind of set in your ways and that's just the way it is. This is the way I've always been and this is the way I'm going to be. Because that's just how I've always been, right? No, don't become stayed in your old ways. The word month, interestingly, the word month in English doesn't really have any connotation to us. But the word month in Hebrew, chodesh, has the root of new. So, So yes, yes, how are you different from last year? Yes, okay, fair enough. We, we, we have our annual checkup on January 1st or on Rosh Hashanah, right? Where we look back and say, well, what's changed? But really, honestly, how are you different from last month? Now, that's a lot harder one to gauge, isn't it? 
that because it's like, well, boy, those changes are very, very small. But the point is, is that there should be a change. If you're not looking at this for once a year, you only have a few times relatively in your life to change it. No, we should be in a constant state of change and renewal and new things in our lives. What are you doing to experience new things? God is doing a new thing. He is making a way in the desert, rivers and the wasteland. There's a final really cool component to this, and I want you to think about it this way. You can turn to the book of Lamentations if you want to get a little bit ahead of me. Uh, how so? Well, friends, the Gregorian calendar, as you know, that, that all of us observe, and it's not like I'm saying it's some sin to, to look at the Gregorian calendar. It's, it's, it's perfectly fine to, to look at that as well. But, but here's the point. The Gregorian calendar is a solar calendar. I want you to think about this. I'm going to go kind of really philosophical on this one, but wow, it's kind of cool if, you, if you'll allow me. Okay, so the Gregorian calendar is a solar calendar, right? So in that, it's based on the sun. So if you look at the sun, don't, don't look at the sun, by the way. Okay. <laughs> it's not good to look at the sun, right? But if you look at the sun, theoretically, April 1st to April 15th, the beginning of the month till the middle of the month. Does the sun look any different? No. It may cast a shadow a little bit. I'm not talking about its, its effect on the earth. The shadow moves just, you know, five feet or three feet. Or no, I'm saying just look at the sun itself. If you were to just look at the sun in the sky, does the sun look any different April 1st to April 15th? No, it doesn't. It doesn't change at all. It is the same. The sun is unchanging completely. But the moon looks drastically different drastically different. And beloved, there's a message here when it comes to Rosh Chodesh, which is the new moon. It's based on the lunar calendar. That's how the Hebrew calendar is based primarily because some of you have ways that are not pleasing to God. Some of you have done things. At the very least, all of us have made mistakes. Everybody here has made a mis mistake at one time or two. And all of us probably have things that we need to change in our lives. But we're not bound. We are not bound by these mistakes. All we have to do, all we have to do is to look up at the night sky to see how even a heavenly body can change dramatically. As time passes, our lives are similarly in transition. Think about the moon and how much it changes even day to day. Our lives are similarly in transition. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 21 says, This I recall to my heart, therefore I have hope. Because of the mercies of Adonai, we will not be consumed. 
for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Wow, do you hear the message of Yermiahu, Jeremiah? No matter what you've done, no matter how you've blown it, no matter what you messed up when you talked to your wife or your husband or your children or the boss or a decision that you've made, something that wasn't quite right, something profane that came from your mouth that you know shouldn't have been there to start with. Whatever it is, there is hope for you. Don't be condemned. Why? Because God's mercies are new every morning. Every morning, God's mercies are new. We read it in Lamentations chapter three. His compassions never fail. God's compassions for you never fail. Each day, each day, just like the moon, we can be a little bit different than the day before. A little bit different than the day before. And if we are faithful in no time, we will be very different in our appearance. Very different in our appearance. But just like we were... (laughs) This is cool, y'all. Just like we are in process, we are in process, God on the other hand, is the same yesterday, today, and forever, right? And what we have to do is we have to learn how to better reflect the light of the sun. S-O-N. Which does not change. Because remember, the moon has no light of its own. The moon produces no light. It only reflects light from the sun. So we should be reflecting the light of the Lord. Sometimes we don't do it so well. But this may be in part why God celebrates new moons It's the beginning of something new, the beginning of a transition from darkness into light. New moons are when you can't see it, just barely start to see it when the new moon comes. It's a transition from the darkness to the light. So be encouraged, brothers or sisters, if you've been going through it. Be uplifted if you've made mistakes. Be encouraged if you've been in a dry season. And be motivated even if you're doing great, blow your shofar. Look for new things, new fun things in your life that God will bring. And when they come, celebrate them. New habits that you need to form. And friends, don't be discouraged if you have challenges. And or if you've, certainly if you've had challenges. Why? Because... God's mercies are new every morning. 
Every morning God's brings, God brings mercies to you. Allow God to do a new thing in you. Seek out new ways to better live out your love for God and his people. And when you ever get down, simply look into the night sky and remember how even the moon is always in transition and you're never too far away from a Rosh Chodesh, the beginning of something new. The title of my message is New Moon. Chodesh Tov, everyone. Um, praise God. Praise the Lord. If you'd bow your heads for just a moment, I want to ask if there's anybody here who's never said a prayer to receive Yeshua as your Messiah, if that's you, but you would like to turn your life over to God, you haven't done so before, but you want to, raise your hand and we'll pray together. If you've never said yes to Yeshua, said yes to the Messiah, you're a Messiah, you're a Mashiach, but you know you need the light of the Lord. If so, that's a new moon for you. Maybe you're watching online and if you've never said that prayer before to receive Yeshua as your Messiah, simply repeat this prayer. Say, dear God, I humble myself before you. I accept Yeshua as my Messiah. I believe he's risen again, sitting at your right hand. Please forgive me my sins. I'm sorry. I'll live the rest of my days for you. Thank you, God. If you said that prayer for the first time, if you're here, maybe you couldn't get your hand up, see me after the service. I want to celebrate with you. If you're watching online or listening on the podcast, then please drop us an email. We want to celebrate with you. I always love it when we get emails about somebody who said, made a decision to follow Messiah. It's life-changing. It's, it's not completely explicable. Uh, and so let the Lord continue to, to guide you and to draw you and to build you. And Lord, for all of us who are already followers of Moshiach, God, I pray that two things. One, that you bring things uh, uh, that are chadash, things that are new into our lives. Lord, let us be open to them, new things. Beyond that, let us seek out new things. Let us not be content with how things were, especially in areas of our life that we need to improve. No, no, let us always be pressing toward the mark of the high calling. Let us always be seeking truth more and more. But also, Lord, even just let us celebrate when there are new things in our lives. Yes, the big things, the babies, the weddings, the new jobs, new house or something. Sure, we celebrate those new things. Lord, let us also celebrate the little new things. The little new things that come into our lives that enrich us. And Lord, let us seek to make little new changes in our lives spiritually. It could mean our prayer life. It could mean reading our word. It could mean how we speak to our spouse. It could mean any of these things, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. We love you with all of our hearts, God, and we bless you for them. And we ask these things, B'Shem Yeshua, amen and amen.
Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah or how you can become part of our Bethlehem family, please visit our website at www.bethhalel.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L dot O-R-G. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and shalom. Nine, 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 nine.